Welcome to another episode of It Hasn't Even Got a Name Yet. It still doesn't even have a name yet. My name's Andrew Yadaros. <laughs> Anina Sergladze. I have Sergladze. 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 Yadaros. Although I, I heard my ancestors today, my dad's been like getting in touch. With, he's been basically finding Facebook. Mm-hmm. He's 76, he's never found it before. But he's found Facebook and he's found all these old relatives that he never knew. And he's finding out all these things, reminding reminding himself all these things. It's really sweet, yeah. And he's, like, finding all these old photos. But his old photos of my great-great-grandfather. He's a priest. Makes sense. I teach religious studies. Also, um, apparently, they all change their names. They're like, Yalaros is, like, optional. It's, like, Yalara, Galara, with a G. Galaros, Galaro. Anyway, so apparently my name is, how do we call it? Organic. And there's a little extra, <laughs> and um, also one of them is called Papadopoulos. Now, Papadopoulos, famous name, it means son of a priest, that's what it means. Papa is priest, Papadopoulos, like the double of a priest. There's an and there, Papa. N- no, it depends. No, because there's a lot of Greeks in Russia. The one, Papadopoulos, the one I'm saying, that's famous, and half of their names is Papadopoulos. And it's son and the other of a priest. One? Yeah, it is as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But what you were saying, N, I don't, there's no N in my head. Papa Ndopolo. That's in Russia. Only. Doesn't matter. That's Russian. Anyway, so yeah, Papa Doplos, that's what it means, son of a priest. So one of my ancestors is, or like quite recent ancestors, you know, grand uncle or something, great uncle. His name was Yalaros, but he's now called Papadopoulos, or mm. he's dead now, but he was called Papadopoulos, because mm. he was also the son of a priest. See, I wonder where... Like, um, great uncle. Yeah. I wonder where Yalaros came from. It means eyes of the ocean. Yeah, but where did it come from? It's Cypriot. Mm. Yala, Thalassa is Greek for sea, Thalassa, mm-hmm. Thala, Yala, that's the root. And then Oro is oracular. Eyes, we have that. Right. We 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 have a derivation of that in English. So you would have um, connection between eyes and an oracle. Yeah. See, <laughs> guys, little clue there. That is cool. That is cool. <laughs> My last name for Glade. I shouldn't be posting so much about these anti KGB posts on Facebook. Ina's been tirading <laughs> against Putin on Facebook. I've been doing conspiracy theories while meanwhile Ina's doing the real conspiracy theory yeah. which is the Putin. It's not a theory, it's happening. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um, my last name comes from Pushtun language which is which is like northern Afghani language and it means red flower and my dad found found it out just oh my god it means opium yeah oh my god you're heroin i married heroin a drugged up oracle that's a shaman together we're shamanic see this is the best podcast yet all right brilliant Oh, there was a reason I wanted to, I said, let's do a podcast now, even though it's a weird time. <laughs> I was having this thought, I've lost it now. I'm going to pause so I can think about it. Okay, so I think I remember. 
I just oh. also want to talk about all the noises. That's our dog. The other bubbling sound is our fish. If something starts meowing. Or ringing with a bell. <laughs> it's Mork. We've bought him this bird safe collar, which like makes him more visible to birds. It's a huge colourful thing with the sequin on it. Makes him literally look like a clown. <laughs> and he's already quite a funny looking cat. So... <laughs> It really is hilarious. <laughs> I think I'll put it as our photo <laughs> for this episode. You should do. You should I will. do. But we bought it so he stops killing birds because he's quite good at that. He's a serial killer one. And it, we really like birds and obviously like we're not having that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, apparently the bird safe collar isn't 100% effective because we found some more feathers today. <laughs> yeah. We've even, we're feeding him more. We're trying everything. Yeah. But like, yeah. Well, they're just evil, aren't they, cats? It's just... They just like killing things. They're, just, they're literally evil. Well, they're serial killers, though. Like, they, they won't even... After they fill up, they'll still kill birds. Yeah. Because they, they just like the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, sorry. Yeah, but... No, on. it's fine. But they go have on. this drive. Like, dogs like being around you. Cats like... Killing? <laughs> no. Doesn't sound like a good advert for cats. Cats, they like to kill. Dogs I, like being friends. I still think that's the best t-shirt I ever saw. It was like kittens, and then underneath in brackets, it was like always thinking about murder. <laughs> it's fucking true. It's absolutely true. Um, but yeah, so what I was talking about was, I wanted what I was thinking about was. We're going to go deep today. Um, like, so people who hate rich people who are poor, I, I'm sort of one of those people, but also... I think we all are. Changing, like, I was worse, mm. and I'm better. And, and like, as you get a little bit more money, you kind of realise, like, you shouldn't hate rich people, because, you know... Yeah. And you realise that, yeah, maybe there is like rich people who don't deserve it and yada yada mm. and they're evil even maybe but like mm. I've actually have been lucky enough maybe one day we'll do it I'll explain how like so many and most of them are just awesome people <laughs> and the truth is that it's just like I believe that spiritually it's not possible to get rich like gen no okay well I want there's qualifications there which we'll have to spend a whole episode on but like generally yeah if you're a good person, you will get rich. If you follow the rules... You will. If you really follow rules and, you, you know, certain provisors, quite a lot of provisors, because it's very complicated. This is the problem. This is why people get unsatisfied. You, they you, they say these teachings and it's like, well, that didn't happen to me. There's just so many of that because it's much more complicated than giving teachings. You can't just give a rule. It doesn't work like that. Mm. You can give a kind of gist. So, like I'm saying, an emphasis, you know, law of recurrence. What recurs a lot doesn't have to be all the time. And then you're kind of going into like how much and looking for emphasis, you know, when there's lots of things recurring, which one recurs the most or repeatedly, or do you know what I mean? Mm. So the answer is that generally, yeah, if you're good, you will, you will be, that's how you get rich. And then unfortunately, Whilst I know lots of lovely poor people, and they're all lovely because everyone's lovely because we're all lovely. Mm. I don't think there is anyone who's really 
like not lovely actually yeah, evil there's always something and so on no I can't no mm. <laughs> shush about Putin but um, <laughs> but the point I want to make is that um, a lot of poor people I met are not lovely mm. and they're always funnily enough going oh those bloody rich people they're all cunts uh, sorry mm. for that's a really bad word but anyway there it is I'm from London and well, that is what they say. I'm just repeating what literally what I've heard. And and you're just like, I don't know. You know, it's like we're mirrors. There's a sort of very mirrory thing in reality. And and we see, like, if we see rich people as assholes, that's because. I mean, that's a. It's a big reason why you're not going to be rich. Mm. And if you want to be rich, you have to realize that, like, you can do that well. Mm. And you can do that positively. There's always things never goes right, but on the whole, yeah. And, like, if you get that money, you deserve it. And if you want to get that money, you've got to change your attitude. You do. You've got to start to be nice and generous. And, mm. and honestly, I'm practicing this, and it's I'm getting slightly better off mm. definitely and when I, I used was tight definitely was tight and I was poorer and then like was more generous just because I was like I have to change and I was like I'm going to be poorer and I am mm. and then suddenly you got I got better off astrologically your generosity is um really tightly tight <laughs> with your finances so the more generous you are the more yeah the richer you get Ina's my personal astrologer <laughs> it's awesome my wife is also really into astrology <laughs> although we don't like wife we, we like partner partner but um yeah and so it's awesome she's always like I'm always doing something she's like oh this is because your sixth house is in Uranus and blah 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 <laughs> and I'm just like my anus <laughs> but no it's awesome no your sixth house is in your Aries is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know so yeah so I had that thought I wanted to say it was just like you know yeah maybe maybe that's right that isn't that right? Karma, you know, you get what you give, you get what's inside you, you get what you're thinking, have bad thoughts, get get bad, think bad things, get what you think. There's a poetry to the car to the justice of the universe, you know, to some extent. I know there's loads of like unjust, but maybe in the long run there is poetry to it all. Maybe. Including the unjust. I think in the long run it's not relevant I think in the long run it's not unjust I think you know this is the argument that you know religion gives or spirituality gives it's like there's a plan and everything seems a bit topsy-turvy but it all makes sense and what I've noticed about things in my own life and things everywhere it's like that's generally true it's like things that I'm like what the fuck how the why has that happened I hate everyone there is no god like ah and then like 10 years later I'm like I'm actually really grateful for that happening. Yeah. Well, hopefully less than 10 years later. Well, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> often it takes me that long. So, 
yeah, a lot of people say that. Then there's also obviously things where you're like, so far anyway, I'm still pissed off about it. What? <laughs> no, I'm just... I don't even know, it's private anyway, even if I could remember right now. But the point is, like, there are definitely things where, like, they are not better 10, 20, 40 years down the line. And maybe they won't be, or maybe they will, I don't know. But, like, let's go with the spiritual view that they will. And in a lot of experience, I can say that that is true. But, like, in the long run, even bad things are good. And there is no such thing as, you know, good and bad, per se. And that fundamentally the universe, even though she can be a bitch, yeah. is out there for you and is moulding you into something better. Yeah. Right? That's the view, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of us, if you're in that way, can mm. see what I'm talking about and mm. feel that. And then also can agree, maybe even also other people listening, that that's all fucking bullshit. <laughs> no one gives a shit about you and there's those are times when you're like but it's fuck? also true it's true both of these things are true wait there's a third thing let me just say this sorry that like yeah. maybe we're all wrong and later on down the line it will all work itself out yeah or the opposite or you know it is all bollocks there is nothing going on and, we're and all nothing just will work itself out pattern seeing brains yeah and idiots with illusions, <laughs> wishful thinking, all of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's both of them. Well, all of it. Yeah. Explain, yeah. but I might agree with you. Well, well, well um, what did it say? How did it say in the Bible? God cares for those who care for themselves? Was that, was that how it went? That's in there, yeah. That is in there. And also, I think that's in there. But definitely what's in there that is more like that is like, he who has will be given more and he who has not will no. be taken away. Well, what what you just said includes what I just said. It's like, you know, that's going to indicate to like, you know, rich people get more, poor people get less. Also, what you see, actually, a lot of the time. I mean, maybe, maybe that is because like, you're always in this cycle and when you're rich, you're happier, things are going better, you're in a bit more of a happier place, maybe more generous, able to be more generous. And again, that multiplies the positive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But, um, but aren't there just so many um, examples of people breaking out of the cycle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think what, what is the change, apart from whatever else happens, is that internal mental change of you know I don't want to be all negative and like uh, hating hating people blah, blah, blah. I just want to like be good and go on with it fuck it if I'm not going to be rich doesn't matter and like suddenly magic happens yeah that's why I hate the law of attraction and all of that stuff and why I think maybe it literally is a demon selling that because it, the opposite of what's the truth actually negative thinking and like complete non-attachment to what you're going to get what you think you're going to get and like peace with everything um, rather than desire driving stuff is the way to get everything you want it's mm. what I really think the Buddha was teaching and what really everyone is teaching yeah it's to not care which is difficult that's why bad people get rich 
yeah. that fits really well because that's a big question why is it that like you know absolute assholes but do that's really well that's no it's totally thing. tied to this which is like when you don't care when you think the worst actually you get the opposite and that's why positive thinking is actually evil you will not get what you want <laughs> but you can be thinking the worst for yourself or you can be thinking no i'm just thinking like in terms of non-attachment so like you're not like going oh yeah i'm gonna get this ice cream okay so what's an example where it happened today what was it i was thinking uh like bugger but can i just say this it's just two different ways of being not attached of taking away the ice cream because you're not attached to someone else's feelings no wait so the ice cream okay so like oh i can't wait to have this ice cream like oh i'm no no it's not even like that i can't wait to have this ice cream. like oh, i'm in a minute i'm gonna have this ice cream it's gonna be delicious mm. and then like the, i'll drop the ice cream okay any thought like that similar to that the similar thing will happen i won't get the thing that i thought i was about to get and when i'm like like I'm not going to get this thing, or I'm not even thinking about this thing, then I get magic. Okay? But, like, but I'm not saying, but internally, I want this thing, but I'm like, oh, but, you know, I'm, I can't oh, I can't get it, but I'm okay with that. I think yeah. like that. And then, fucking, someone will bring it to me, literally. They will bring it to me. I mean, the amount of times that's happened to me is beyond, you know, statistical bollocks. I mean that. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you can go off forth and test. You can do statistical analysis of that. <laughs> you can. And I'm, I'm telling you, when you think, like, oh, like I remember one time, I really want um, to have a beer. But I was on a beach in the middle of nowhere. Really, I was. And there was, like, no way I was going to have a beer. And so I was like, oh, well. Oh, well. And then... Five minutes later, someone walks past and they go, do you want a beer, mate? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, we talked for about two minutes, but he was like, <laughs> after a bit, I didn't know him. And he was like, oh, do you want a beer? I was just like, yes, yes, I do. Thank you. I actually do. Really, really thank you. Seriously. And like, don't, you guys listening, you know what I'm talking about. You must know what I'm talking about. It's not crazy. It's happened so much. I've, you know. And I know people might be listening. They're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. I'm just like, you're, then you're, the answer is you're blind. You're not looking. And if you're assuming these things aren't there, then you won't see them. So the atheist position is a problem because you can't see things from that position. And then you think that that proves your position. But actually, in order to see some of these things, you've kind of got to take a bit of a like, all right, let's pretend they might be true. Anyone should do that. Well, that's kind of the definition of an open mind. Mm. And that's why, like, this, the closed mind is a problem. And so there are people listening and they're like, no, 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 that's not true. That's, I'm sorry, but indicative that your mind is closed. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to be helpful. It's the tricky bit of defining which bits of you um, you need to listen to yourself in order to keep to, you know, 
to understand your authenticity and which bits of yourself you need to, you know, meet for a little bit to listen to others, just it's, to make so make sure you're just not yeah you're you're not stuck in your beliefs forever because all of your beliefs have to always be changing and it's a massive struggle. Yeah, it can be a massive struggle. Yeah. No, that's what I think you're saying, and I agree. It's like it, that is the point. It's always a battle. You yeah. always, it's you know. No matter what you believe in. And we want to just be static and just be like, okay, it's, uh, that's when you you've gone astray. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like having these revisions of my, um, um, of my closet and of all the things that I have just to make sure that there is nothing that doesn't serve any purpose to me anymore and to make sure that you know everything that I have is very up-to-date and my life is very up-to-date because it's very easy to get stuck in your desires or fears or any of these emotions and all of that is driving you away from reality which is ever-changing and it's never certain and whenever you cling to anything you're probably wrong just because you're clinging to the same thing for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. So it was just good to, it's just good to declutter sometimes. Your house and your brain and your body by fasting. Change, <laughs> no, just change. I mean, fasting causes a lot of change, but just change, like go on holiday, change your job, move home. I know all these things for a lot of people are like, ah, and I used to be like there as well. And I'd be like, oh my God, you're asking, like, that's impossible. I'd never do that. Or, I can't do that. But you realise that you can, you can do all these things. People who go, I can't travel because I have kids. I've seen so many people travelling, they're travelling with babies. Yeah. Having like little families of young children, they're fine. Yeah. Like, what else? I mean, there's so many examples. So it's like, oh, I can't change my job. I can't, you know, yeah. do this. You can, you yeah. can. Sometimes it's hard. You've got to do it in the right way. But if you do it in the right way and that can always be done you can do it and you should in fact yeah because the benefit comes so great it's like some people they just go through life and they're just not generally happy they get in these really long periods of doing the same thing or some you know following someone else's yeah and not dreams or fears because they're scared of change or they don't think it's possible and it's so sad and I used to be there and I still get there sometimes it's so easy to get back there and it's like you always gotta just we remind yourself that. it's you can do it and it's you have to do it and it's hard yes but that's the point everything that's good is hard it is mm. and that's another thing about the natural law you know of the universe it's definitely another one you need to work to get something good. You have to give something or something has to be bad to have good. Take anything, anything good, it comes with bad. It does everything. And in order to get anything good, it comes with some sort of bad. If you consider, you know, work bad and things like that, you know, I just but mean like, bad? I don't mean bad the way you guys think about it though. I mean it like negative, like not on the light, good side not on the easy you know like like if if work is bad then getting things served to you is good you know i mean it like that it's like polar polarities okay and and so like like in order to to get money you have to work in order to to be happy 
you have to work on it. Yeah, but put effort into it. I don't want to say work again. Like if, <laughs> if you want to go on holiday, you've got to pay for it and pack your belongings and plan it and you know, blah blah blah, right? Do things to get there. You know, if you want to like lose weight, you've got to diet and go for a run. If you want to do anything, you've, there's got to be this exchange. That's what I mean. There's got to be an exchange. And it's it's generally, to get a good thing, the exchange has to be a bad thing that you're going to get too. And then what you have to do, the secret to life, is to make those bad things, as it were, not bad. That's why you're like, oh, I don't understand bad. Because for you, work isn't bad. So you're doing it right what I'm trying to say is like, you have to realize that all the things to get what you, you want, you know, it's bad. So that even comes with, say you're in a paradise location and it's the best place in the world. There will be something wrong with it. There will, there has to be. So that's why it's bad. It's wrong to complain about it. You'll ruin your holiday. You just accept it, ignore that bad thing and you'll get the paradise. Whenever we've been in paradise, there's always been something bad it'd be a difficult journey to get there bed bugs mm. huh? <laughs> huh? before you go on plankton or oh. after people go on plankton before i think as well yeah yeah i just think that um i agree with you but i think that what you're trying to say is that what you desire um in your dreams and you desire in reality is you just expect everything to be perfect and it just turns out that mm -hmm. That's the next that's thing to the say. That, no, that's the next thing to say. Is like our fucking you know mistake, the human you know thing. We want it to be perfect, so we want it is not good enough if it's got that bad thing in it, and we don't. And then we try and do other things to get the thing, and then we have to make other sacrifices to get that perfection. So we might eventually get the perfect villa, but then maybe we've had to kill someone to do it. No, no, I'm telling you, that is the only way you can get that. If you want perfection, you have to have some other bad. So now you've got, I'm telling you. But what about those people that don't have any, any of that there's, bad? They're like, they're like us. They, they like most people. They have good and then there's something in there that's you know, not bad, but they're okay with it. I and that's the answer to life is to like increase that thing. So the the bad that always comes with everything is you're okay with. So like work, oh, okay. you're okay with work because you know it gives you money. You're okay with exercise because you know it makes you fit. You do it with those things. Okay, no, that's fine. And but like really bad people, what they do is they're okay with murder and the the death that they do, the bad that that will do to their soul and to the people that they've done because it will give them the perfection that they so desperately seek, they psychopathically seek. Mm. In the old days, I've seen it with my own eyes. They used to do, I've seen one of the most amazing mosaics in the world. Private, you won't be able to see it. And actually it maybe is coming into public hands actually, but like um, Wentworth Wood Lodge. What? In Yorkshire. Mm -hmm. And it had this amazing mosaic and like one of the pieces in the corner was off because that was the olden law I love that one. rule that like only God could be perfect and on this planet you have to like make it a little bit imperfect but actually there's a real thing That's... when I had my car first brand new car and it's perfect as soon as I got it I like spilled 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something and, in it. And I'm yeah. like pissed off about that. And I realise yeah. like actually that's in answer to my prayer of like, please make sure I never crash this car, which never happened. And yeah. the answer is because that's the damage I have to take. Everyone has to take damage somewhere. You have to pay for it somewhere. You mm -hmm. can't have something perfect. <laughs> so my boot was fucked. <laughs> Honestly, you tell me I'm wrong. You guys out there, you, you know what I'm talking about. I think it can be even worse. Every time I buy a white blouse or like mm -hmm. a baby blue jumper that I so desperately adore, mm -hmm. I spill white wine on it on like second time I wear it. But it's not like a boot of a car that's imperfect, but you can still drive it. You just, everything just gets fucked and you need to throw it away. So why? Because you're so clinging yeah, to yeah, the yeah. idea of... Yeah. I've got this white, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We were, like, really clinging to having, um, meeting up with some friends, you know, social distance now that you're allowed to do that. Mm. And the weather turned shit. Three months of sun every day. We had one weekend of rain yeah. in that three months. I'm not joking. Yeah. Every single day, sunshine. Three yeah. months. In London, which is just never heard of. Mm. And then as soon as they, like, it relaxed... <laughs> the weather shit and what about yoga and I'm like really clinging to the idea of seeing friends oh you're not going to get that if I'd not cared yeah it, and everyone had not cared involved yeah because everyone's sacred and has the power that's what I believe and they can all fuck it up yeah one person can fuck it up for a whole group actually yeah if they're powerful and yeah if everyone is thinking like that non-attached the weather would have been good that's what I believe. <laughs> Call me crazy. Maybe it is crazy. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm sure this is right. But I mean, whether I think this is where you need to draw the line. Whether it's one no, of those things that you no. need to admit that you, you don't, don't have any control. You don't know how powerful you are. You know how many how many teachers say that. But what are they talking about? What are they talking about? You? This is what I'm saying. Is they're talking about that? You like Jesus? I have problems. You know, with that, but, but Jesus again, like Jesus? believe. No, it's not that you're Jesus. Jesus says you have the power. I'm not saying that you have the power to move a mountain if you believe it. Just say to mountain move. He says that loads of other people, low loads of other teachers, holy teachers. They've said that. They've said you are God. You have that power. But that's metaphorical. No, it's not, it's not metaphorical. The actual clouds no. in the sky. Yes, it is. It is, and I'm like I've seen it so many times we just saw it three months of sunshine why because the whole world is happy because they don't have to go to work <laughs> it's a really and good coincidence i'm sorry but especially in the beginning and pretty much at the point where everyone's like okay i'm done with this mm. the weather got bad i'm telling you everyone's powerful I, they've even done this this is a new scientist article but you can also find it that's where I read it, where they've, they're doing a statistical quantum thing, sorry, quantum analysis, I don't know about statistical, quantum thing, where they're looking at world events and how the way people are thinking about it affects those world events. That's and they're so using, yeah, and they that so experiment has shown <gasps> that 100% that the way people think about things <gasps> has an above above just random probability statistical yes. average yeah oh my god i swear that That's is the truth so cool. and so it's it's and if you know anything about oh quantum physics you know That's despite so cool. you there's many interpretations but like yeah a couple of them but you know the, the arguably the leading one is is also gives you the idea that consciousness and reality are tied together mm. 
And so it's no mystery to argue that that the things that we're talking about in our own experience, I'm sure everyone has has a million stories of and you know knows what we're talking about, is part of that thing. It's the only way to explain it because if it is a material universe and just a material universe, you know, we, I used to be an atheist and you have to really follow that through. And if therefore it is only a material universe, that shit can't happen. Yeah. It cannot. And it can't be just, you know, in this, the, the way most people experience it, which is why religion is still so prevalent, is because I think most people do know what I'm talking about because they do experience it. Um, you can't just throw it away by going, you know, consciousness is flawed, subjective, blah, 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 all that crap mm. that we looked at already. But you know, what? Like... The, the this is where I'm against that view, you know, even though at the same time I'm with it. It's like the consciousness is flawed. Sub um sorry, the, the perception of humans is flawed. Mm. It's why this conspiracy theory is such you know, bollocks is such a problem. But like it's very young at the same time I'm against an extremism of that view because I do think that if you are clear and you're open you can you you can see things. And I think the people listening to us who know what I'm talking about, they're those people like us and we can see these things these links between things we're thinking and things that happen yeah and identification that if i think in a certain way that does affect my reality as crazy as that sounds and it is crazy it is the definition of psychosis fully aware of that but the problem is like it's there and i can't and i know loads of people also the it's same true, and they're actually. not crazy it is definition of psychosis yeah, singing. but then but we're not crazy <laughs> the people i also know who, who see us we're not crazy no it's not crazy of course it's not crazy but is this such a natural thing for me that i'm just like i don't know so i think <laughs> the bottom line is this, there's important things and then you look at other you know, go wide look at all the messages that you get what I call from the, you know, the coal face. It's like all the culture, all the books, all the history, all of that is data. It's like, it's like people you can speak to. It's data banks. It gives you stuff. You can go to that data. So you go to Zoroastrianism. It says good thoughts, good words, good deeds. And it's like, why? And it, and then you follow that. It's true. Mm. But also then if you follow that and then you think, okay, and then I will get good because of this attachment thing, no, you won't. That's why people like Mother Teresa had lost her faith. In her diary, if you read it, she lost her faith at the end. Did she? Yeah. Because, like, she was so clingy. Mm. And so it's a double-edged sword. You've got to be, like, not caring, non-attached, well, and at the same yeah. time positive and thinking the best. Yeah. And it's fucking hard to be like that. And that's why, actually, evil people are much better. And that's why maybe the world is not for good people no 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 and if you're good <laughs> and if you're good you're here to help i've actually just remembered that we're both liberals me and you yeah <laughs> best star sign seeing also the worst star sign <laughs> i want to talk about that it links to what i'm saying actually i'm too much into astrology to say which star sign is the best or worst but um it's a very liberal thing to see two sides of of one coin and um yeah a positive and a negative side um of of each truth so saying that we're all you know we're there is somewhere we're all 
moving towards and saying that um, you can't ever expect anything else to define your destiny but yourself is kind of what well, that's we, what I'm talking about yeah that's yeah. why like you know you get what you are what you deserve what you think of what you love all those things they tell you yeah 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 yeah. And you go where you, you know, when you die, you go where you deserve. And that's why it's not God or anyone else punishing you or doing things. You do it to yourself. When you yeah. die, yeah. you realise everything. And you do it to yourself. You judge yourself. That's why bad people have a terrible future ahead of them. Because you see everything from perspective. Well, when they wait, become actually one with their God knowledge they will feel the worst you could ever feel. Do you think they will, actually? No, they will, because when they actually know, the reason they don't feel is because they are blocking off the knowledge or they have, for whatever reason, are blind to it. But when they die and they now know everything, they can't not. And then they see, oh, my God, I did that. They know how much each person is suffering because of them. Yeah, and they know it fully. And they then punish themselves. And they punish themselves so poetically and so full of justice that it becomes ridiculous to comment on, you know, unfortunately, people are suffering. Yeah. And then at the same time, you realise that our job is to go out there and to those people who are suffering and to bring them out of hell into heaven. Yeah. That's our job. That's why I'm against conspiracy theories, because it just makes you sit on your sofa doing nothing. <laughs> Instead of sitting in your sofa doing a podcast. <laughs> that is much more It's also nothing, yes. Hmm? You think more productive. Yes, it is more productive, but it's also nothing. But that's the trick. Yeah. You do... No, no, all of your productivity comes out of your personal interest. Yeah. And your personal interest cannot be valued by anything. It's invaluable. Because this is the most important thing in the world. And at the same time, yeah. you can't value it. It's just a bunch of people chatting. But... Also, maybe you're right, but maybe I am you're wrong. Right. Yes, exactly. It's both things at the same time. Non-attachment to either. Yeah, that's exactly why we're not getting any of the fancy equipment or pre-planning our episodes, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but it is the best way to do it when you're just, you know, feeling like it and doing it. So I said something about like I use a lot of words to, to mean the same word or the same thing or rather in order to like really this is what I mean though honestly like in order to truly give an understanding of a thing one word is never enough mm. and one like type of word is never enough so you say bad that's not good that, like on its own that doesn't give it I mean like bad negative lacking as opposed to what on the opposite of another thing that then might be positive mm. right so that's how I think and a lot of people they think black and white they think bad they just think bad that's what you were doing like it's a real problem With because Christian. it's not well everything like, <laughs> that's what absolutely but everything labels you know labels like oh i mean the media use this against people so much you know by like applying labels so they go you know oh he had terrorist material in his house so now he's a terrorist hmm. and now he's a terrorist now they call him a terrorist and now you think of him as a terrorist 
And you don't realise that, like, he wasn't a terrorist. He was a guy who had shit as a house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, so, like, labels is used really badly. It's an evil, evil thing. And, like, it's using this black and white thinking. But it's like, oh, terrorist. Oh, that's this thing. And it's like, no, I'm saying, like, you know, how I think it's like, I hear that word terrorist and I hear, yeah, bad thing. I also then hear a terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. And then I also hear, like, a terrorist is, like, someone who's waging a war by terror, like, the actual definition. And then I hear, like, a terrorist, like, is actually a bad person, like, a real kind of experience of that, maybe for the media, obviously, again, the, you know, the news. Yeah. And then, like, maybe one where, like, a terrorist maybe... I heard the story of this terrorist and he was just like, yeah, the reason I'm doing this is because, like, the US um, bombed my house and my wife and my kid died and they also bombed... I can't remember his land or something, I don't know. But anyway, like, his livelihood was also bombed. I was just like, you know, okay, I don't think violence is the answer. I'm not saying that. But also I can, I'm saying I could kind of understand from a human perspective that if that's happened to you, you might well become a terrorist. And, like, that kind of means the terrorist necessarily isn't necessarily a bad thing. Although so they are doing a bad thing. And, like, and like a lot of people, like, back and white, they're just like, right, they're doing a bad thing. So, yes, okay, but when you're that means that you're then focusing on what they're doing rather than who they are. And yeah. I'm trying to focus on who they are. Yeah. And then that actually might be a bridge to, like, peace. Whereas when you would focus on, no, they're just terrorists, they just do these things. Like, then you just see them as that, like, bombing people, which is how most people see them as, that's what black and white thinking does. Because that's what the definition of terrorists you see. Terrorists, and then you see, like, suicide bombing. Right? And, and so then you just see them as evil. And it's not possible to, like, get peace out of that do you see what i'm saying i do so it's so important and black and white thinking is like the biggest ill of our society and it's created by school and by simplistic thinking and by just laziness a lot of things but it's like when you actually do real study and real also spiritual study as well you realize like everything's a lot more gray yeah yeah and a lot more you know a lot of words um you yeah. know, multiple words should always be applied to something. That's always the best way to describe it. And, you know, it means that the media then is, is fundamentally a flawed mechanism of information exchange with the way that they yeah. do it. Yeah. And that's, again, the problem. Yeah. You know. I have a question. Yeah, sorry. So, following your approach, what do you think of Tories um, austerity program yeah again like this is this is a good example of what i'm saying is like everything was going fine and then suddenly uh we've got too much of a deficit we need to have austerity 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 it was just this, this brainwashing thing and like people just like they just see it as like black and white between austerity or um what's the word where you like uh wait um profligance profligacy beautiful word isn't it it's probably like doesn't mean anything good you're spending loads of money you're being like you know really yeah blase with your money as beautifully it sounds as yeah and words. um yes so basically that you see it like that and you don't realize that like no governments are like basically in theory eternal and an individual is not. That's why debt for an individual is a problem. And so big debt for an individual is a problem. But for a state, eventually it will pay it off. 
it's got fundamental value that means there's no worry there. So as big as the deficit is, kind of doesn't matter. And then, but yet yeah, they're like, Australia to Australia, they just convince people to see it as this black and white thing of like, Labour have spent too much and we need this. And so they went for Tory and then it's just like 10 years of this. Australia to Australia. Meanwhile, they're doing what the Tories have wanted to do long before Thatcher really, but like definitely since Thatcher, which is to roll back the welfare state and to make private enterprise, you know, which is what the new right wants from like people like Charles Murray, I think his name is, um, where and also monetarists. And they want the private companies to run things and the state to do as little as possible. It's classical liberalism. Mm. Extreme classical liberalism, that's what the new right is. And yeah, and basically the state does nothing, but then you don't, you realise that like the state has to do some things because private companies can't make money out of everything and some things are needed. Mm. And like you just end up having a cunty society. And, but that's what they want and that's what they're creating. They want to reduce the NHS and make it all privatised again, you know, because they think that's the best way. What's the good side of that? Well, because of the, the economics of it and there's in theory more competition and more sort of freedom but they don't realize that like that's not how it works when you're helping people because you can't always turn that into money and that's why that has to be sacred apart from money Mm -hmm. that's why they have such a problem in america and why we have to rescue the nhs and why we have the nhs is like you need the nhs because you need to make it like that where it's just like everyone has a basic right to health and you don't have to pay for it I don't think there is another side to this. Any other way of doing it is what you get in America. Yeah. Where people die routinely because they don't have the money. That's outrageous. I think that is outrageous. Yeah. It really is. So, but anyway, the Tories fundamentally don't want the welfare state. They never have. They want, they've been wanting to undo it for a long time and they've been doing it using the guise of austerity. And now with coronavirus and that, you know, that they see the the damage they've you know done and they're trying to hide it but they've been doing that for 15 years sort of 15 just under 15 years of underfunding the nhs to make it unpopular and shit so that people basically go private and it dies a death that's the plan they've been doing it since thatcher they have even before telling you and that's what you do and again, it's like, it's using this, this the way most people think of black and white. It's like, now this thing's shit, so let's find something else. That's what they're trying to make it, to make you see it like that, to mm. apply that label. Mm. And like, coronavirus really fucked it up for them. Yeah. And then also, um, this sort of idea of like labels, you know, that it's a big thing that politicians use. Again, it's using this black and white thing, but the black and white thing is not how reality is, and it's dangerous it's why we're in such a mess we have mm. to do a whole episode ex- on on what it is exactly <laughs> we'll do that next but yeah been a bit rambly today but it does sound like a 60 minute conversation at least um, hopefully we've, we've imparted some good knowledge i think we'll, we'll wrap it up there <laughs> i've really enjoyed myself did you yeah <laughs> anything else you want to say no I'm pretty happy with this cool me too alright this has been it hasn't even got a name yet with Andrew Yalaros (laughs)
Enina Sigaladze. Thanks very much. Yeah. Good night. Good night.